Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're on board KCAA's Inland Talk Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Hey, folks. It's Gabe Rain, Sacred Awakens. My last show, I was a little upset, and y'all caught me in the middle of a PTSD moment. And uh, it's kind of funny how things can change in a week. I found a place to stay. Still don't know where money's coming. But um, I thought I'd lighten up the show a little bit today and try to digress a little bit. So, as I said, I was a veteran. I am a veteran. Um, 1991, I went to the United States Navy and uh, started my career as a veteran. Uh, in which case, I was running from something, running into something new. Uh, I'd always been on the water. I'd always loved the water. I raced sailboats, and I actually could have uh, done that professionally. And um, because of the choices that I made and the decisions that I made, I ended up in the military running from something, and that's where I finally found myself. It was great. There was a structure. Um, there were people telling me what to do. It's kind of crazy, but I really enjoyed boot camp um, after I cried myself to sleep for two weeks and went through the brainwashing that they do where they make you pee on yourself and poop on yourself and feel like less of a person and all this stuff that goes with that. But we're going to try to keep it light because last week was heavy. Um, and so this week, let's talk about the things or the lack of things that got us there, right? The veteran support. Again, this show, you're going to get to know me, but you're going to find that I, I have truth and we're going to touch, touch on a lot of topics, veterans, their support or lack thereof. A lot of you might be under the misconception that when we come out, we get this great care. And the fact is we don't. The fact is the military doesn't want to pay us. And so they pawn us to the VA and the VA doesn't want to pay us. And so we have to fight for those rights. It took me almost 30 years to get my rating. I am now what's considered a 100% disabled veteran. Their phrase, not mine. It took me a long time to get there. I had to watch a lot of fine men and women suffer to get there. And so for a long time, I was very vocal about um, how frustrated I was with the process, right? It's real easy to get into that frame of mind where you become the punisher. You become the, I don't know, you become something you're not, right? Maybe when you're a kid, you turn yourself into this superhero or this thing or you make a you make up a you become a different person right I believe it's David Goggins David Goggins if you haven't read his book that man says it best you you have to almost reinvent yourself and become that person and uh, sometimes you get into that and you are that person and you don't mean to be that person and you find yourself here on a 
radio platform trying to explain it. And you really don't know how to explain it. And so David Goggins said he became somebody he wasn't. And that's what I did, right? I became this, this guy that I thought that the world needed me to be when it turns out I just need to be what I need me to be. And so what I found is, is that the only way to change something is to do it yourself. And so my wife and I founded Sacred Awakens so that we could be a safety net, a catch-all, a one phone call um, service. And we want to offer whatever it is that you need. And uh, that's what we do. And I started it for veterans. But then two years ago at a Super Bowl party, there were some guys at a table signing autographs. And... uh, they're like, where with the NFL? Who are you? I'm like, I'm Gabe. You want my autograph? <laughs> Sometimes we prevent, pretend to be more confident than we actually are, and we prevent ourselves from being who we need to be. So that day, I didn't realize it, but there I was surrounded by a bunch of guys in the NFL trying to figure out how to fit in, right? I'm not one of the boys I don't have an NFL endorsement. So I started talking about the one thing that I know and just being a veteran. And somehow, I'll be damned if two years later, I'm not sitting here talking about Sacred Awakens on an NBC radio show. And here I am. Not only do I have all these accolades and titles, but... I'm also part of the NFL Alumni Wellness Program. And uh, one of the guys that I met uh, is the one that asked me to be a spiritual ambassador for that program. And uh, for the life of me, I couldn't figure out, why would you ask me and my wife? Which at the last show, let me also say, my wife left me, like I said, but we're together because she believed in me and I believed in her. And now we're both part of this wellness program. As you look at me today, if you see my podcast, if you can't see me, let me just tell you, I was huge. I look like I ate myself, like seriously. Like when you go to McDonald's and you like want one cheeseburger, you know that I'm the guy that ate all the cheeseburgers. That's how big I was, okay? 269 pounds is how much I weighed. And then Richard Walker comes in and is like, hey, I've been watching you, and you're not fat anymore. He didn't say that, but he just as well have. Hey, I got this thing that I'm doing. That's why I'm here. Sound, mind, body. Now, we'll get into what they call it, but that's what I call it, right? (laughs) I was fat because I overate because I didn't like who I was. I was a little boy inside. They didn't want to be a little boy, so I walked around, muscular for a long time, uh, 200 and something pounds. I was built like a, mm, I was built. But I was also injecting steroids in my butt and doing all kinds of other stuff to get there, just like all of us do, because I wanted to look pretty, because that's what I'm supposed to be, right? Or so I thought, but then you, I don't know, life hits you and you start eating and you stop working out and you start and one day you realize that, well, I'm 268 pounds. I don't have any spirituality and I'm pretty sure I'm crazy. Well, now, I know you can't see me, but I sound sexy as hell on the radio because I listen to myself. I look sexy as hell and I'm 205 pounds because I focused on sound mind and body because I have this shield, right? The NFL shield that I get to say, Hey guys, right? I also have this show, but God is also my shield. Truth is my sword. My dad always said, now rich reach deep down inside where I'm about to say this, but The man that I told you on the last show that I didn't love, that I hated, I love that man. That man taught me a lot. And one of the things that he taught me was 
walk softly and carry a big stick. That doesn't mean I have to swing the stick. So I'm here trying not to swing the stick. So what I'm trying to say is not all of us have the NFL shield. Not all of us have a talk show. Not all of us have a voice. Not all of us know who God is. Not all of us know who we are. We're just trying to figure it out. Isn't that what life's about? Aren't we just trying to become something greater than who we are? Isn't that what's in the Bible, if you read it? Doesn't it say, be God-like or Jesus-like? Man, as far as I know, ain't nobody ever met God, so I don't know what he's like. She, actually. We'll go into it later. Uh, last time I checked, I'm not a time traveler, but I might be. You never know. I could be here. You don't know. But the last time I checked, I didn't get a chance to say, Hey, Jesus, who are you? Because I'm supposed to emulate you. Hey, Jesus, I know you died on the cross for my sins. Because that's what the Bible said. But how do I be like you? So if Jesus was alive today and he had a talk show, what do you think he'd say? I don't know, but I'm going to try to talk the best I can for him because I believe in him. So here's what I think he'd say. I'm the light. I'm the love. I'm the peace. I'm the happiness. I'm the forgiveness. Now that man was crucified for saying that back in a time where we threw rocks at people and we didn't understand anything. But if I said that to this camera right now and I said, I'm Jesus because I'm the son of God and I came out and said that, every one of y'all would try to stone me. Only the stones wouldn't be stones. They'd be antidepressants because I'd be crazy. And then if I said, I don't want to take your antidepressants, then you would put me in a straitjacket. Then you would lock me in a padded cell. And you would think that you would be doing harm to me, but you would actually be doing justice because that means I get to sit there in peace and pray to the very man that I'm trying to become because we're all of Christ, right? So that day when I was there looking for God, every day that I've been looking for God, every day that I've been through something hard, every day that I've been through faced death or almost been killed or whatever, I've been looking for how to be that man. Am I Jesus? No. Do I want to be? I don't know. Y'all stone me every day. Y'all crucify me every day. Y'all hang me on a cross every day, just like you do all veterans. And just like you do with everybody. It doesn't matter if it's a veteran or a policeman. I mean, it's funny. Let's talk about world events. Let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about whatever you want. The last show, I was real upset and I was deep into PTSD and let's just take PTSD out of it. Was that, do I have it? Maybe I'm just stressed, sad, depressed, whatever. Maybe I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't know. But today, <clears throat> what I know is, is that if I didn't have the support, if I didn't know famous people, if I haven't lived in the same city for 50 years, I wouldn't be here. Because see, the last show, I should have eaten a bullet. Right? And you don't know that. But seriously, I'm homeless. I don't have any money. My poor wife, who, by the way, she's at home with the kids trying to figure out how to get us moved and do everything else. And while you see my voice, or I'm sorry, while you see my face and you hear my voice, Know that she's here and she's going to tell her side of it because behind every man there's some poor woman at home I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this dealing with our BS right I come home I've had a bad day right I got the world on my shoulders who's the first person I kick who's the first person you kick is it your dog you don't want to kick my dog. I got a Belgian Malinois. It's a service animal. 
She will rip my face off. I ain't kicking her. Am I going to kick the little dog? It's too little. Am I going to yell at my girls? No, because then that would be me doing what I did to my girls, exactly what my, da- my dad did, my grandfather. We've got to break the cycle. So who do I take it out on? The one woman that loves me the most. Unconditional love, right? Because we know that no matter what we say or do, she's going to take it, or that's what we think. Or maybe that's what the women think that we think. The women think that we have these walls and that we have this masculinity and that we're these warriors, right? That we just want to fight. That's not the case. I don't want to have walls. I want to fight. My wife's beautiful. I just want to stay in bed and make love to her all day. Honestly, I wouldn't mind bringing her into the studio and making porn. I mean, I can't do any of that because everybody else is over here asking me to do something else. Like, I will tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Oh, Judge, you just, okay, thanks. Why didn't you raise your hand? I took an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Now I can impress you with my wisdom. Ready? Anybody know what the preamble to the Constitution is? It goes something like, we, the people of the United States of America. Last time I looked, Houston is the United States. Unless I'm wrong. I could be, because while I was in the military, I got beat up by a bunch of guys. Concussions. I've been hit more times. I don't even know how many times. I probably have had a concussion more times than I have it. But I'm supposed to say here, right? And say it all. We don't have the right to take it out on the women in our life. We don't have the right to take it out on anybody in our life. And that's why we're here. Right? So how did I get here? I tried the Bible. Tried alcohol. Tried drugs. I tried everything. I tried to kill myself. Let's go back to that. You know why I didn't kill myself? Because I was scared. Because I really wanted to live, right? I didn't want to kill myself. Um, That's a sin. I do believe in the Bible. I don't believe that Noah had an ark. I don't believe a lot in the Bible, but I do believe the crux of what it is, which is honor yourself. I can't honor myself if I'm dead, and I don't want to go to hell because I'm living in it right now. I want heaven. I can't get that either. Because I'm kicking the dog or kicking my wife or kicking the studio or I'm kicking somebody. Because the people that I want to kick, I can't. And if I try to sit here and say, I really want to kick that guy. But I can't because they won't let me. So what I did was, I thought I was a Native American because my mom thought I told me I was Native American, right? So I've founded Sacred Awakens, and the reason I founded Sacred Awakens was because (laughs) I thought I was Indian. I thought I was a lot of things. So I called my mom, said, Mom, where's a chief? We're Indian, right? Yeah, we're Indian. Cool. I want to go do peyote. What's that? We're Indian, Mom. You don't know? So I searched. That brought me to Sacred medicine. Holistic healing. Anybody got a plant? Plants, right? Things of the earth. Now, I have a studio audience, which I didn't know I would have. So when you think I'm talking to people, I'm not talking to myself. I don't have PTSD. I'm not talking to any of the voices in my head right now. I'm talking to the studio audience, which I didn't know I have. That y'all don't know is here. So since I can't tell you what a plant is, a plant actually grows in the ground, Right? And we are of the earth, right? Gaia, which is Mother Earth. Well, she's our mother because we are of the earth. Source, well, that's our spirit. This, that's our head. Now, can you live without a brain? Yes or no? Yes. That's called brain dead. Your body's still alive. Now, can you live without a body? A friend of mine said that silence on the radio is a bad thing. So here, ready? Can you live without a body? Moment of silence. Let me let you think. 
Yeah. When you're paralyzed, can't do anything, your body's dead, your brain is alive. Can you live without a spirit? Yep, sure can. All three make up the total whole. And you find that when you turn to holistic medicines, sacred medicines, spirituality, or anything else that we don't know about, right? Because the Bible and everything else in society is like, you can't take a mushroom, it's illegal. You can't smoke pot, it's illegal. You can't eat pot, it's illegal. Hey, I got a question. I'm not the smartest man in the world. It grows in the ground, right? The pot that I'm going to ingest, eat, smoke, the animals have been doing whatever it is, but our government decided that it's illegal. So therefore, if it grows in a wild field, I can't even touch it. I'm pretty sure that's a mushroom or marijuana or lettuce, kale, carrots, potatoes, right? But what they want to do is they want me to go in and they want me to not do anything, but they're going to take those same plants. They're going to turn them into something that is from the original source, but they're going to tell me I can't have it. Coca leaves, poppy seeds. Our Vietnam veterans know them well. They know pot and they know alcohol because that's what we gave them so that they would become better fighters. Our government knew this. And once they knew that, they took those same things and they stepped on them. They became opioids and cocaine, all invented by our government to hold us down. The one thing that I'm not allowed to do, which is the very thing that I did legally, by the way, because I went to a church and I went and sat with people legally. And that's when I found out that when you take sacred medicine, you find God. That led me into becoming a Cambo practitioner, in which we will talk about. That led me into things like hape, a sacred tobacco to meditate and ground. That led me into a whole different world. Because what you don't understand is, is that our government, one of our, figure here, our figures here in Texas, since this is national, decided to grow some, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, uh, he, he decided to be a man and step up and say this. All veterans with PTSD, they get to have some of this stuff. So I went and partook of it. I actually did all of it, right? That I was entitled to legally because I have a card that allows me to do that because the psychiatrist and everybody's told me to. So I did ketamine. That was my first time under doctor's care. It was like being shot out of a rocket into outer space, and I can't really explain it. It's not fun. It's not fun. But it rewired my brain. That led me into microdosing mushrooms. All legal. <laughs> some of you or some of you may not have messed with LSD, mind controlling stuff in the past. <sighs> and it is what you make it, right? It's a party favor if you do it, but if you use it with discipline and you use it to do it, it works. It does, which is allowing me to sit here and allow me to realize that I'm not depressed. I'm not stressed. I'm not where my show was last week. I'm here to let you know that there are tools, resources, people that are available to you that may not fit in what society says is available. But let me ask you something. If we moved out of the great U.S. of A, right, and we went to Mexico or Colombia or Peru or Amsterdam or Antarctica or Alaska or Tonga, guess what they do there? Guess what all the indigenous tribes and all the people do? Holistic sacred medicine that's taboo here in the United States. My show is going to make those resources available to you. I'm going to have people on my show to talk about it. Today, as I sat here, two weeks into my show, <laughs> through no fault of our own, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. We don't have things set up quite yet the way that they will, but people will be calling into my show. I will have guests on my show. I've already reached out to them. I'm going to have NFL players on my show. I'm going to have basketball players. I'm going to have judges. I'm going to have a, whoever on my show is going to bring the truth because 
The answer is not taking the medicine made by man. The answer is taking the medicines made by God, period. Some of those are legal. Some of those are illegal. They can all be found through legal ways. You just have to look. Now that said, do I think sacred medicine helped me find God? I don't know. I know it shook me up enough that I started searching for him afterwards. I know I'm a better person because of it. I know that I now have established resources that were unable to be established. I have a newfound perspective. And it's what life's about, is going out and searching for something that's out there other than yourself, looking in other ways, not listening to other people, but going out and searching for yourself. Because what's right for me isn't going to be right. what's right for you. Because the last time I looked, in the Bible, it doesn't say that there's a right way or a wrong way to God. It just says that you got to get there. Right? I got there. I have my own show. Now you do too. I am simply trying to present what it is, what's available, and what worked for me. Because what worked for me was not taking anything prescribed by man. Let me state this too. I was stage four kidney failure. I had an enlarged heart. I was diabetic. I had high blood pressure. I was taking 14 pills a day. I'm 205 pounds. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have kidney failure. My health is exactly perfect. You may hear some stuff in my chest. <clears throat> I have a cold or respiratory infection or whatever, but I haven't taken any medicine. But I have taken plants and I have taken teas and I've done everything else. I'm still alive, I'm still here, and I'm still bringing you the show. So stay tuned, tune in, speak up, let's speak out, and let's get things together. The show is yours. Call in, email me. Let's do whatever it needs to do to talk about the subjects that nobody wants to talk about. Let's make Sacred Awakens the place for everyone to have a home, for everyone to call into. Because we're about love. That's the message we're trying to bring. At the end of the day, we're about love. Right? We're the sun in the sky. We're the moon. We're the tree. We're the plant. We're everything. We're everything inside our body. We're everything outside of our body. And that's what this show's about. There's going to be tears. There's going to be laughter. There's going to be a lot. But as long as we focus on love, being the sunshine in somebody else's life, being the tree with the roots deep, deep, deep in the ground, strong trunk, right? Strong branches, strong leaves reaching out to the sky, telling this world, hey, I'm here, love you. I'm not going anywhere because I'm rooted right here. In Houston, Texas, talking to all of you because California's Houston or Texas. No, it's not. I mean, y'all don't even, I don't. stop moving here. That's all I know. Love you. Watch my show from there. I'm going to tell you what the weather's like in Texas. Because it ain't California. That's all I know. That hurts you, California? Sorry. But let's make all states great again. We don't need a president to do that. We can do that. We elected the president, did we not? I got news for you. The Democratic, Republican president, there's the same evil. It doesn't matter. Same agenda. Sacred Awakens is here to point that out. Stand firm in our truth. Call in. Talk to us. Tell me what the show is going to be about. My wife will be on here telling you what it's like to deal with my grumpy, old, veteran butt. But until she's here, i got to speak for all of us. Right? The masculine energy, the feminine energy, whatever. Men... You need to learn to be more feminine. Women, you need to learn to be more masculine. Everyone, you need a little bit more love. 
I don't care if you find it through lettuce or whatever. Okay? It's all the same stuff. So what's going to make this show successful? You tuning in, your sponsorship, right? You giving us the topics, sharing the show, calling in, being the voice, being here with us. We're all in the NFL. We're all in the NBA. We're all in the... We're in every freaking thing that there is, right? Let's come together. Let's spread it. White, black, pink, purple, Democrat, Republican, gay, not gay, straight, two parts, no parts. I don't I don't even know. I, I can't even decide what we're supposed to think or not because we're so busy placing labels on everybody. Last time I talk, thought, I don't know. The only label needs to be in a damn label maker. The person putting the labels on is the person making the damn labels, not the person you're putting it on. I got all this lighting to make me look less white. I couldn't be any more white. These cameras ain't doing nothing. Do I look like a Republican or a Democrat? What if I find my own party? Does the Constitution say that? What's that? Y'all know that artist. Reggae. He's got this song about three little birds. Anybody know it? Bob Marley? One Love? That's what the show's about. Call in, text, email, find us. My partner's got his own show. Going to a sports show. Going to Gary's show. Gary took the name of my show. I didn't even know. I mean, chaos. I mean, I don't. He might know something about chaos. I don't know. I definitely know some shit about chaos. Ooh, crap about chaos. Let's get together. Support my team. Support all the shows. We're all saying the same thing. Or we're trying to. I don't care if you listen to Gary or any of the other places on the station. I don't, I don't care. It's one love. It's one life. You can live it being a jerk. You can live it being a jerk to other people. That's not what Sacred Awakens is about. That's not what the show is about. That's not what I'm is about. Be the love. Be the light. Be the peace. Be the respect. Be the person that you want to be. Life is a mirror. Look at the other person. Everything you don't like about them is something you don't like about yourself. Everything you love about them is something about... Isn't that what awakening means? And what does sacred mean? Sacred awakens. What's sacred your life? I can't. I try to follow every guideline. I try to follow all the rules. And here I sat, crying to, I don't even know how many people, given a show that deep down inside, I, I still feel like I don't deserve. I mean, I haven't picked a fight in my entire life. Not one. But then, then, people like me that learn to defend yourself, right? You got to stand up to your dad. You got to stand up to everybody. You don't know how because when you do, you get in trouble for it by saying, yeah, I called my dad bad words, but he beats me. I called the coach bad words, but he beats me. I called that kid in the classroom. I stabbed him with a pencil because he pulls a pocket knife when nobody's looking and cuts me. Mm. Haven't I been telling everybody the entire time what's going on? So are you not listening or am I not speaking? Because I have told many a people where I am and what is about to happen. My father-in-law, he's a Marine. He reminds me of my grandfather. Reminds me of my father. He reminds me of my coach. He reminds me of Richard. And that man said to me, you may be in the position that you're in today because of how you talk to people. There's some truth to that. But what that man hasn't realized and what we had a conversation with coming up here was 
haven't I told everybody nicely who I am? Haven't I asked for help? Were you there all the times that you did, that I did? Was my grandfather, was anybody? No, it's just me trying to explain why I may have raised my voice or had a tone or fought back or stood up. But when do we get a chance to stand up? When do we get a chance to stand up against anything? We never do. We're always constantly being told who we are, what to do, what to say, how to feel, what to think. And then when we're sitting trying to figure it out, when we have PTSD, when we're just trying to survive, when we're just trying to understand, when we're trying to find out if the voices are real, when we're trying to find out who we are, when we're trying to just find out, is this something that I should lose my temper about? Is this something I should be mad about? Is this something that I should feel vindicated about? Well, then when we're not being nice, then when we're not being at peace, then when we're not being what everybody thinks that we're going to be being, well, now we have an issue. Because now I'm an angry veteran or an angry father or an angry husband or an angry whatever. Well, don't I have the right to be angry? Don't I have the right to feel frustration? Don't I have the right to be all of these things? And at what point do I get to voice them? At what point is it okay? Because it's not okay for me to cry because then I'm a... I don't know if I can say that word. I'm a woman's body part. Right? I'm my dad telling me to rub dirt on it. Don't cry. Don't play with babies. Don't play with toys. Be a man. How the hell, heck, can you tell me what a man is when you're not even a man? How? So we figure it out. Some days we get it right. Most days we get it what y'all would call wrong. What none of no what, what, what nobody understands is we're doing the we're doing the best we can each and every day. That doesn't mean if I don't, let's take color, let's take religion, let's take politics, let's take everything out of it. At the end of the day, we're beings. We're all human. And the last time I checked, I don't care if you read the Bible, the Quran, whatever, right? We're all beings. And we all deserve love, and we're all supposed to be loved. But I can't show love to anybody when I'm constantly being kicked, when I'm being held down by the government, when the Constitution of the United States of America is not being followed by anybody but a bunch of veterans that you think is weak. That you think is weak. That you think that we're just sitting over here and taking y'all's crap. And we're not. We're not. I'm sitting over here observing. I'm being quiet. Right? I'm not using any of my training. Do I know how to kill? Yeah. Sure do. Can I take that gun from you? I sure can. Can I take that knife for you? You bet your bottom dollar. I can do it for 15 of you or 20 of you or 30 of you. It doesn't matter. Because if that's the day I'm going to die, I'm cool with it. But you're going to know I was there. Right? The government's scared of us veterans because they trained us. And what most of the government doesn't know, including the President of the United States and the Secretary of State and the chain of command that I had to do, okay? All y'all are the ones not following the Constitution of the United States of America. I am quietly in my backyard, crying. I'm crying because I don't want to hurt anybody. I'm crying because I don't want to take it. I'm crying because I'm tired. I'm crying because the other thing is, is that every one of you has got a gun pointed at my head or a knife. And then when I take it from you, and I use it for the same intent that you were going to use it on me. Now I'm a... Now I'm a crazy veteran that can't even speak on television or the radio because I'm still being censored. Now, I don't know who I am. 
Because most days I'm just trying to figure it out. Most days I'm just trying to survive. I'm not coming on to this radio station or my podcast to ask for money. I'm not asking for anything. As a matter of fact, I don't even know how to ask for help. My father-in-law's back there. One to help me. And I just told him in the truck, I don't know how to ask for help. Because where's it gotten me? Got me beat. That's where it got me. By my mother, by the street mother, by the street dads, by my coach, by my teacher, and by every other person that didn't understand that this kid is going to grow up to protect the world one day. That this kid is going to take all that out. And believe me, all y'all listening, all y'all watching, all y'all in this room, everybody around the world, when crap goes down, when the rubber meets the road, when people are taking away your rights, when you're at home sleeping safe in your bed and me and my brothers and my sisters are out making sure that the world's a better place, man, y'all sleep at night, don't you? Feel better? Here's the deal. You know how many people I've heard say I wanted to serve? Yeah, but you didn't. I don't care about your foot problem or what. You didn't. I did. The man over there did. My grandfather did. Everybody, we're all here still serving. The only thing is we're tired. And you think we're out here just taking it. No. No, I'm not taking it. I'm going to come on this, whatever this platform is, and we're going to talk the truth. And I'm going to bring everybody in that thinks that they know the truth. Because this man doesn't know the truth. I don't know who's lying to me. I don't know who's my friend. I don't know who's my enemy anymore. But anybody that comes at me that thinks that I'm just going to set and take it, I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of fighting. But y'all are bringing the fight to me. Every judge that's holding me down, every football coach that didn't believe in me, every girl I dated that wouldn't give me the time of day, it doesn't matter. I still love all of y'all. I forgive my father. I forgive everybody. Because what you don't see is I earned every one of them scars. I earned every scar I have, every wound. I earned it all. I know what evil looks like because I've been evil. I know what evil looks like because I've felt evil. I know what pain like. I know pain. I didn't even want to come here tonight. I think I have pneumonia. I don't have COVID. I don't have anything that they, but I'm sick. I'm homeless. I don't have a vehicle. But I'm also not sitting here feeling sorry for myself. And that's what Sacred Wakens is all about. Now I thought I was gonna come here talk about veterans and talk about what we're doing. I didn't realize that I'm going to be the only guy, the very guy that I'm supposed to help. Now, how in the heck can I help anybody at all? Being stuck in a PTSD moment, being stuck in depression, anxiety, stress, fear. I can't. So who's going to help me? Who's going to help me? Me, because everybody I've asked for help, ain't nobody showed up. And that's you, mother, housewife, aunt, every woman out there. I just want to love my husband. Your husband wants to love you too. I want to feel loved. Your husband wants to feel loved too, or your boyfriend, or the man in your life. We don't know how to love ourselves, so how in the hell are we going to love you? So we try, we search for it, we search for it everything, right? But we never find it. Because it was beaten out of us, or it was told it wasn't in us. And so here I am trying to love everybody, and I'm no different than the veterans or anybody else with the football. 
the men, we're all the same. I started this Sacred Awakens to help veterans, but I found that I'm helping football players and I'm helping everybody that's watching the show, that's producing this show, just by speaking because some of y'all don't get the opportunity to. I was granted this. I, I don't know. The man that owns this station, the producer, the director, for whatever reason, they were smart enough to hand me your microphone or stupid enough. I don't know which one it is yet. Sorry, Fred. Sorry, Gary. Love you. But here's the deal. I'm going to try to honor these FCC guidelines. I'm going to try to keep it real. I'm going to try to do everything. And you're just going to have to understand who I am and get to know me through the show. Because I don't know where the show is going to go. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. It just depends on what's happening that week. But y'all have the voice. I'm the only one to be graceful or not graceful or mm, lucky or not lucky to be able to sit here and to be able to give this to you. But it's always going to be real. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't even know how I'm going to pay. I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I guess she does. Or else I wouldn't be here. Sharing the story. You would think I'm some sort of broken, like, wreck of a man, right? Because you see me crying and everything, but the truth is I'm happy. Right? I'm at peace. I know how to turn the other cheek. I'm shaking right now because mm, I'm also, I'm frustrated, angry, perturbed. <laughs> but you all made me this way. So when my wife is sitting there saying, I want your walls down. I want to know you. <clears throat> and then you give her a little piece. Yeah, and then she leaves you on the anniversary of your sobriety. <sighs> because sometimes we face things that nobody else wants to face. Sometimes we see things that everybody says they want to see, but they don't. You ever put, you pulled your football coach's dead body out of the water on a hurricane? Anybody ever done that? Like you get out, right? And there's this hurricane that you've been through several times. And you do what you always do. Go rescue people. Now, did any of those people say thank you? Mm -mm. The guy that I jumped into the raging water to save my, his life, he didn't say thank you. The guy in the kayak after that, he didn't say thank you. When I jumped in the water and the power was still on, most people didn't say thank you. As a matter of fact, they tried to commandeer the boat and have us take, to which point we had to take guns the next day. That's a lot of fun. And then I found my coach's body. The very man, one of the only coaches to ever look in my eyes and see who I was. He'd walk in and he'd just shake his head. <laughs> What'd you do this time? That man became my friend and the day I pulled his body out of the water. <sighs> That's when I finally sunk into my PTSD and I started drinking and I never stopped. That's when I started taking drugs again. You know how many lives I've saved? Lifeguarding. My whole life I've saved people's lives because I didn't respect my own. Because I all, as I sat here today, I realized that I've always wanted to die. I didn't want to live. And I cared about every one of y'all's lives, and I still do. Everyone, I don't, I don't even have to meet you. I assure you, when I run into a burning building to go save a life, or I jump into a car that I know is going to catch fire to extract your, or give you first aid, or CPR, or, or save your kid, I jump into the water with sharks and alligators and snakes and 
by the way, the water that I jumped into was normally five feet. The last time I jumped into it was 55 feet. And the funny thing is I never asked, I never even saw who anyone was. I didn't notice their color, their religion. I didn't notice if they were Republican or Democrat. All I knew is that I knew how to save their lives and that's what I was gonna do. And that's what I've always done. And I would save every person that beat me, every person that held me down, every person that kicked me tomorrow, even if I recognized you, because that's who I am. But in doing that, I wasn't prepared to find my coach that day. Nothing prepares you for that. A friend of mine found his body. I'd seen it. I thought it was him. We drove past it. An almost seven-foot man at 300 pounds. There's not too many of those walking this planet. We were in the middle of saving but he, someone else, so my friend Sean went and found him. But the day I loaded that man's body into that, the day I had to call his daughter, the day we had to identify that that's who it was, it's the day that my life. I didn't care about it anymore. And then I spent every day since then trying to get back together and getting kicked back down and getting knocked down and standing back up and not knowing how to try to tell anybody anything. And so, here we are. Can Sacred Awakens help the people out there struggling? Yeah. We can. My wife and I have, we've lived everything. We know everything. We've, we've experienced it. And we just try to bring love to everybody. Even when we're not shown it. Even when there are times that we don't understand. I collapsed that day. I gave up. I don't know how many millions of Americans there are. I know I've saved hundreds of lives. But the one man that I wanted to save that day, I couldn't. And you know what he died? You know how he died? He drowned because he didn't know how to swim. You know what his fear was? Drowning. You know what my fear is? Nothing. I've always wanted to kill myself, so if I die, so what? But you got to live, right? That's what us veterans do. We go give our lives because you don't know how or you can't or I don't know. But then we do that and we come home and then we're spat on. We're given horrible care. We're pumped full of pills where we become zombies. I don't know how many of y'all know this, but when they pump all that stuff into you, like things don't work anymore. Like your wiener or your brain, you become a zombie. Because they'd rather have you be a zombie than to sit back and go, Oh, they did this to me. Well, I'm not a zombie. I'm not on anything. I'm not doing that anymore. So my show is going to be whatever we feel that day, whatever we feel that week, and whatever we need to discuss. Because I'm also funny. Actually, I'm hilarious. I've always wanted to be a stand-up comic, but I can't do any comedy because... How in the heck do you look out into the world and try to find something humorous or funny with what's going on right now? So, today I'm gonna share with you, yeah, I'm homeless. Today I'm broken, right now. But that's a temporary state. 
I don't have a place to live. I don't have a car. I don't know. But watch this. <clears throat> I also have the right to be happy. Happiness is a state of mind. So is love. So is peace. Anything that's not a feeling is an emotion. That's what we have a problem controlling. Whether you're a male or a female, a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. We're all tired. We're all tired of being held down, misrepresentative. That's the wrong word, I suppose, misspoke. Misrepresented. Because our representatives are not serving us. Whoever it is, the doctors, whoever it is. So, what do I hope to gain from this show? Viewers would be nice. Sponsors would be great. What do I need? Help. I need help. I don't need help with me. Because I know that I also make a decent living. And that I am where I am because of COVID, the laws, all the other bureaucracy, the politics. I am where every house, everybody is. It doesn't matter what your job is. So I'm not going to sit on here and feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to sit on here and do this. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about what it's like to survive, what it's like to live, what it's like to love, what it's like to look at the person that's sitting behind this very camera that I am talking to and say this. I am sorry my father and my grandfather led me to believe that people of color, that people of non-white are anything but great. I'm sorry to anybody that may like somebody of a different sex for thinking that your choice was wrong because I don't know. I'm sorry for being a, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, a jerk. Listen to KCAA Loma Linda for less confrontation and more information. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In today's Ag News from Agnet West, California is the top purchaser of crop insurance for specialty crops. More after the break. Today's show is brought to you by Old Insecticides, delivering those average results. We interrupt to bring you Versus Insecticide, a new class of aphid control for leafy vegetables and brassica. Well, now, old insecticides might keep aphids off crops. Versus a unique mode of action, delivering advanced protection for better crop quality. The old stuff, you just spray it and hope. Versus quickly stopping feeding damage. There's no comparing old. Versus new. Versus Insecticide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Success in agriculture takes vision and a lender who shares yours. A lender who understands what you need to succeed and commits to helping you get there. No lender is more committed to growing your future than American Ag Credit. Agriculture is changing in ways we only imagined, and we'll be here to help navigate the road ahead. Learn more at agloan.com slash grow your future. American Ag Credit. Your future grows here. New data from USDA's Economic Research Service shows California farmers purchased the most federal crop insurance policies for specialty crops. California led the country in policies for specialty crops in 2020, followed by Florida, Washington, North Dakota, and Minnesota. 
The states also produce the most fruits and vegetables, first being California, then Florida, Washington, and specialty field crops from North Dakota and Minnesota. California's policies reflect the variety of specialty crops produced in the state, including almonds, grapes, oranges, walnuts, and raisins. In 2020, specialty crops accounted for 25% of the value of U.S. crop production. Crop insurance policies can mitigate risk by providing payments if insured crops experience losses caused by naturally occurring events and market conditions. NAFB contributed to that report. For Agnet West, I'm Danielle Leal. E-Digits. Lock them in for more information, recreation, and guaranteed fun. KCAA 1050 AM. Tejibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is tehuboteaclub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, tehuboteaclub.com. Psst. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Do you know where you are? Well, you've done it now. You're listening to KCAA Loma CNBC. Wall Street opens this morning after a volatile but winning election day for 